0: That's heritageradionetwork.org slash 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you.
1: This episode is brought to you by Wisconsin Cheese. We've been making cheese in Wisconsin since before we were even a state, which may be one reason why we win so many awards for it. It's what happens when a whole state dreams in cheese. Find your next favorite cheese at wisconsincheese.com.
2: Welcome to Life's a Banquet, a show about all things edible, spreadable, pourable, horrible, adorable, with your host, me, Jesus, Herbert Walker, Christ, and j jesus herbert walker christ jingleheimer schmidt no well, that was what i was gonna use ah, <laughs> damn it that's my name too <laughs> his name is my name too you bitch it all worked out in the end how are you i'm great i'm drinking a fucking uh radler what the hell is that it's like a it's a beer mixed with grapefruit juice that has like two percent alcohol it's low abv baby Oh, that sounds good. I like a low Abe cocktail. I've realized that like, I love the act of drinking because it just is like, it's kind of the same way I am with smoking. I love to just like, do the thing, but I don't like love drinking necessarily, like being drunk. Yeah, being drunk is it's hard as you age. It It is less and less fun. The hangover Ah, afterwards. Still fun when you're doing it during It's wonderful. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. It's great. Yeah, I drank two bottles of wine last night with a friend. (laughs) With a friend. So like just one bottle wine, I guess. But I had a touch of a hangover this morning and I was like, no, damn you. Aging body. Beelzebub. Yeah. Beelzebub. That is a cute dog name. That is a cute dog. But I don't like dog names with too many syllables in them. I was talking to, I don't know. know. Yeah, that's true. They hate it. I don't know if I mentioned this already on the show or in person, but um, when I went away with Becky and Adam, they were like, I was saying how I wanted to get a dog and we're like going through different names. I'm like, Bucatini, Fazili, Tortellini. And then Adam's like, how about chicken Parmesan? (laughs) No, it's not a dog's name. I think chicken Parmesan is the best dog name I've heard, except for eggplant Parmesan. (laughs) I like to name dogs after humans, famously, so... Yes. Like Like what? Like Terry. Perfect. Richard. Or like Brian. (laughs) Like the dog on Family Guy. Oh, right, from Family Guy. Or like, yeah, Stephen. This is my dog, (laughs) Stephen. Or like Barbara. (laughs) This is my dog, Ethel. Keith. (laughs) Keith. (laughs) 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 This is my dog, Paul. Dude. (laughs) My dad had a dog named Bob, which I know isn't like a very uncommon dog name, but my dad and him had the most sweet and also hilarious relationship. Like it was just, Bob was like the friendliest dog. He was like a giant yellow lab mix and he just wanted pets all the time. And my dad was like pretty much immobile to an extent. And Bob would just come over to him and put his snout in there. My dad would just go, Bob, Bob, Bob. Bob! And then you'd just be screaming Bob louder and louder, like, all the time until finally he'd be like, get the fuck out of here, Bob! And then oh, Bob would go run away and then he'd his name is Bob. I know. Or, Bobby. like, Robert. <laughs> yeah, his full name was Robert. Yeah. Mm. Robert Pattinson. <laughs> this is my dog, Larry. David. <laughs> Oh, I mean, I've, I've said before that I think it's funny to like name a dog something like really contentious, like Harvey Weinstein. Oh my god, Harvey's <laughs> a good dog name, though. It is, but Weinstein is a bad last name if your first name is Harvey. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, for sure. What about like Gwyneth as a dog name, <laughs> <laughs> or just like Reese Witherspoon? <laughs> I feel like that is well. I know somebody who named their dog Martha Stewart, and it, the, that's great. It's Ben Affleck's ex-wife, Jennifer Garner, actually. Oh, I thought you were saying that Martha Stewart was Ben Affleck's (laughs) ex-wife. And I was like, news alert, this is going to be a big Ben Affleck day for us. We're starting out like this. Yeah, Ben Affleck has left Jennifer Lopez for 800-year-old former convict (laughs) Martha Stewart. Former prisoner. (laughs) Former enemy of the state. Martha Herbert Walker Stewart. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Jingleheimer Schmidt. Yeah. (laughs) What are you doing other than podcasting? How is your day going? Have you done anything interesting? No, right now I'm not doing anything else. I'm just doing this. You're only doing this. I got it. I see. Uh, I'm learning piano. What day? I I cleaned the house um, because, you know, in my mansion, Mm -hmm. it's wood floors. So it's just like, I don't know. I guess I'm just like shedding hair. I think I'm going bald because there's just like hair (laughs) everywhere. Like there's so much hair when I take a shower and wash my hair, it gets all over my hands and it gets stuck in my fashion bracelets that I shower in. And oh. then, um, but then there's also a lot of hair like in my room in the corners like collecting dust and like becoming part of a spider web. And I'm like, what is happening? Like my hair is just like, flying around. Oh no. How horrible. I mean, my first thought, uh, the first question I should say that I have for you, how's the pubic hair also falling out or just the head hair? It seems to be just head hair because it's like long blonde hair. But it's like then, but in my room, you know, I always have a fan on and I always have the air conditioning on because it's the winter or the winter. It's the summer. Maybe all the wind is blowing your hair off. I guess I guess the power of my window unit is blowing all of my <laughs> hair off when I sleep. That's definitely what's happening. <laughs> Remember when Jenny? This isn't funny, but when our friend Jenny lost her hair, her all her hair started falling out in clumps because she had like scarlet fever. Well, she had a traumatic medical event, yeah, where her body basically decided that she was dead. So that's, yeah, it's a, it's a common thing that happens if you have a trauma like that. I hope she's not listening. I'm sure she's not, uh, as we, like, laugh about her scarlet fever. All right. I wasn't so, laughing. Yeah, I mean, it is not a laughing matter. Um, well, I, since you asked, um, I'm having a wonderful day. It's hot and sweaty here in the Northeast. You didn't even give me an opportunity to ask. Also, we finally had a little cool off. I went... Um, and got my friends above ground pool, Kelly, shout out to mm. Kelly, our listener, um, on Sunday. And it was like 92 degrees outside. It was very unpleasant. Ooh. And so we got in the pool. We had some drinks. I made Aperol spritzes for everyone. It's very cute. God, I made salsa. Good. I did the same where she gave me a bunch of tomatoes and jalapenos from her garden. And I was like, whoop, well, I don't do something with these right away i'm gonna like, never do anything with them so i just made them into salsa and then brought them back over to her house which i don't know if like miss manners would approve of that but everyone oh, loves salsa good. it was a hit that's great and i'm assuming you didn't make it chunky because i know how you feel about chunks of tomatoes well, you do uh, not like them the neutral bullet that i have my parents got me for christmas like made it into almost like baby it was almost like too smooth I was, like, <laughs> yeah that, nice. that will get your that will get all the chunks out of your salsa of <laughs> yeah right <laughs> quick Yes, it will. So I was like, wow, chill out. But also, weirdly, there was, like, one tomato chunk that just, like, wouldn't go down and blend, so then I'd, like, fish it out. But the rest of the salsa was chef's kiss. Mmm, yum. I love, I do love salsa. I like a chunky salsa, a thick salsa, really. Any kind will do for me because I'm a tomato lover. I would eat a tomato like an apple, which I know is sacrilegious in your eyes. But I just don't know why you would do that. An out-of-season tomato, like from the bodega? Like no, no, not that. I mean, that would be more crunchy like an apple. No, like a delicious <laughs> heirloom tomato in the midst of summer. Oh, I was telling someone. I will. This is like. Well, I guess it's the end of the season now, but um, my friends' strawberries are reblooming because it's so hot out. Still. Oh wow, that's wild. Um, but I like to have it big peak season tomato slice on a bagel with cream cheese so good so oh that is so good I agree yeah, that is a delicious treat and me um, a tomato hater I'll eat that and a BLT of course of course of course, of course. Um, I have some groundbreaking news to tell you I kind of mentioned it yesterday we were chatting but I will repeat it for our yes. listener well I'm so excited because I think what you're about to tell me is that you watched Glee. yes Me and my babe Travis watched Geely. It was his idea. I thought it was very sweet. So, Um, is Tony Soprano in it? I wouldn't know because it was so bad that (laughs) we had to stop watching it. It wasn't even like good bad. We're like, it was like, ha ha, this is like so funny. It was like deeply unwatchable. How could you guys not make it? You guys just don't have a sense of humor then. Yeah, we were both like, this is not good. No, we just like. (sighs) We both were, like, trying, and he was, like... You guys were, like, the credits guys, for the Muppets? <laughs> yes, exactly. Like, ah, oh, one star, this sucks! And we were, we were both just, like, we aged, like, 90 years. Um, <laughs> no, it was just so, like, it was just so bad. I don't even know how to describe it. Give me an example. It. Give me an example of, like, what was bad. <laughs> well, like, acting I, is bad, right? Yes, everyone's acting as bad. At one point, this is towards where we turned it off, He's, like, trying to, like, tell her how it is. And he's like, I'm the fucking baddest, strongest, most tough fucking Kumba, motherfucking scary, awesome, big-dicked fucking hairy bald person you've ever fucking seen. Like, that kind of thing. And we're just like, oh. Ooh. oh. <laughs> oh. And then, like like they're in bed together but she's she sure like i a lesbian danger-filled right she's a lesbian that's what i was thinking so that's why so i think james Gandolfini is in the mexican yes that must be it i didn't see him I, I we only watched half of it but he hadn't made an appearance you know who is unfortunately in Julia, and i say unfortunately for him because he's an american treasure steve zahn um, yes steve zahn <laughs> no I, well, look i love i love me some meat <laughs> okay let me think of some other american treasures okay great um peter paul and mary the band <laughs> uh, nope <laughs> <Mm-mm>. yes again <laughs> i don't know here's your tell. christopher herbert walker walken <laughs> jingling Chris- <laughs> so we're walking to say. Well, who cares? He's being paid. I know. He was just like, whoa, whoa I can't do it, Chris. I can, but not on command." So, stop yeah. asking. Um okay. But he was in it. Um, it really, it really fucking blew. It was terrible. So, what is the premise? She's a lesbian serial killer. Or she's something? she's a lesbian with very low riding pants. Oh, he is she, an Italian. Do you see her thong like a whale tail? Yeah, kind of he's italian she is a lesbian comedy ensues <laughs> but not really comedy i don't know they're both like maybe like hitmen or something the yeah they're supposed to be like a mur- they murder people i thought yeah um it how far did through. you get into the movie I don't know, 25 minutes. We had to turn it off. It was, it was painful. It was going to ruin our relationship. I was like, if we keep watching this, we're going to jinx ourselves. (laughs) No, I can watch this. I have way more stamina than you guys. Okay. I I dare you to watch it. And let's make that a listener challenge. Listener, you heard that? (laughs) Let's all do like a book club, but with Geely or Jiggly as I prefer. Oh, and also another funny thing. I went to go get some pasta. I just like randomly grabbed like, um, a bag of pasta which I never would even think of doing but I was like doing some grocery shopping at Trader Joe's and I looked up and they had a bag and it said it was Campagnoli but it was called Gili G-I-G-L-I or Jiggly and I bought yeah, it right. this is Italian words though all you know just as so a joke I was, I was like say. this is weird well I don't know I, I don't I don't recommend it it was not very good you bought pasta as a joke I bought joke pasta, which is just a example of my disgusting privilege. I'll eat it. Okay, great. I'll eat it. Great. I just laughed at it and you burned it. Fuck, you better fucking eat it. You better, you better fucking eat that, Jiggly. I'll eat um, it. Okay, eat it. Jesus. Um, I'll eat it. So, speaking of our listener, uh, I was brought to my attention last week that in the previous episode, I said that fat Joe is dead or maybe he's dead or something along those lines, but he's not. He's alive. You were thinking so, a big pun. Yes. Probably. Yeah. Probably. Um, so fat Joe, I apologize to you. I feel like Fat Joe is canceled though for something, right? Is he like not okay? He anymore? lost weight. So technically now he's skinny Joe. <laughs> he, like, or did just regular Joe. Jenny Craig or something. and Now he's Joe Biden. <laughs> fat joe biden, <laughs> fat joe biden. <laughs> <laughs> now that's a dog name for sure <laughs> oh my god your dog is so wrinkly what's its name oh this is fat joe biden,
1: <laughs> <laughs> fat joe biden. <laughs>
2: he's a Sharpe. i am <laughs> i'm gonna pee <laughs> in my pants um okay, okay well yeah he's alive he is alive, which you did not mention to me when I told you that he was dead in the last episode. I know, so. I missed it. Somebody, oh, Travis, brought that to my attention, too. Thanks for nothing. <laughs> um, so, here's our update for Ben and Jen, everyone. is mm-hmm. ready for this? Sure. Um, so, the news was all Twitter um, because Ben said that he was in awe of J-Lo and her global impact. Wow, didn't hear about that. So I was like, what does he even fucking mean? Like, is he talking about like her denim line? Like, what is her global impact? <laughs> <laughs> it's the ass heard around the world. Is it because she sells albums in like multiple countries? I just like don't understand what he's in awe of. I mean, I, I think, get that J-Lo is like super famous and globally known. I think what he's talking about is that they recently spent time in Italy, and then they went that, back to New York. <laughs> and that <laughs> is the global impact that he's referring to. And exactly. she had a yacht. Or exactly. She could rent a yacht. I, mm-hmm. It's never clear to me if she actually had a yacht of her own or if she was just renting one. Or as famous people often do, just borrow each other's yachts. Gross. Um, the other thing that I learned is that... Um, <laughs> global impact. They are... Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck are not following each other on Instagram. Why? This <laughs> is <laughs> from TMZ. <laughs> Why aren't they? Well, I would imagine because they don't run their own accounts, right? But then wouldn't like the teen angels who do run their accounts want them to follow each other? Like yeah, you and think? also who at freaking TNZ had to comb through their thousands and thousands of followers to find out whether or not they follow each other? I guess you can search now. Yeah, I think follow. you can search. I'm, I'm okay. sure. Yeah. Well, I just want to picture someone getting paid to comb through JLo's thousands and thousands of followers, like millions, dude. She's like, I'm oh, sorry, million. JLo, you have a global impact. You have millions <laughs> of followers. Don't forget about the impact, Nicole. <laughs> it's global, and we're all very impressed. <laughs> So her bajillions and jillions of followers. Her gil, uh, her Jillions. <laughs> jillions. To see if maybe Ben Affleck had like a secret account or something that was following her on that, like julie.com or whatever. Dude, I actually wondered when I was watching Julie, I was like, do they ever talk about this? That they did this? Or do they just pretend like it didn't happen? Or now are they like, oh yeah, remember that's like when we were on Julie. Like... <laughs>
1: Oh, you know how, I, mean? I mean, how long? What year
2: was that movie even made? Like twenty. I think it was like 20 years ago. 20 years ago? I think it was like 2000. In the year 2000. Yes. Hmm. I think. I don't know. I don't fucking know. I stopped watching it. I didn't bother to see when it was made, but definitely in the early aughts for sure. Well, that looks whole, like a baby. When the whole outfit with the low rise jeans was. Did she have like a white belt on at any point? Mm, probably like later in the film. I mean, these jeans were so low i was just like why did we decide like that's the most on like and she has a obviously crazy good body it's still like unflattering to wear jeans that low yeah but if you wear jeans that low with a tiny suede vest that's cute a tiny suede vest and a newsboy hat i think that's a j-lo outfit from that movie yeah (laughs) yes a page boy cat papers (laughs) yeah um yeah i mean some of my favorite things to do are to go back and look at the days of the super low jeans and the micro mini skirts, like mm-hmm. Tara Reed and Paris Hilton wearing basically a piece of tape around their vagina, and that was supposed to be a skirt. Yeah. One time when I was in high school, I, like, I mean, obviously this was the early 2000s, I, like, wore um, a saran wrap skirt. Oh, my God. So sweaty. Your parents let you leave the house with that on? I had no supervision, truly. Like, my, my mom just, like, hated me. She was just, like, refused to even look at me. So that's how I got away with it.
0: Also, yeah, I you seen
2: fry Green Tomatoes? Of course. Uh, I was just thinking of uh, Iggy. Iggy Thurgood? Sure. Sure. Yeah. That's the name um, of the movie. I love well, that there's movie. A, there's a scene where Kathy Bates tries to, like, seduce her husband by showing right. up at the door wearing only cellophane. But she doesn't actually do it, but she threatens to do it. She does threaten it. Um, I love that movie. It's kind of, unfortunately, very similar to A River Runs Through It, which is very boring. It's kind of the, like... I don't think it's... It's way more interesting than A River Runs Through it's It. It's a little bit better, but they're similar. Like, if you have to lump all the world's movies together in clumps, it would be in the same clump. Well, I mean, it's, like, famously, like, the, a lesbian movie. You know, like, they're, those two were, like, in love with each other. That's true. That it's is true. Co- it's as close as Hollywood can get to showing two women in a relationship right because every single movie about like hollywood movie about lesbians has to take place in like another time yeah right exactly it have to be in the 1800s yeah paint, painting each other or whatever exactly which was the last movie i saw before quarantine i like everything was going like nuts <laughs> everyone's like stay home and i was like i have to just see you because you know how much i love to go to the movies I was mm-hmm. like, I have to see just one last movie, and there's like <laughs> nothing playing except for a portrait of a lady on fire. You're like, this woman's on fire. <laughs> so I was like, I guess I'll risk my entire life to see a portrait of a lady on fire, and there's like some old man like hacking away in the movie theater. <laughs> oh, no. was it boring? I never saw that. It was fine.
0: It was I fine.
2: My last COVID movie was The Invisible Man, and that was fun—a like romp. I watched that on a plane over the summer. And it was extremely stressful because there was a lot of turbulence and like the movie mm-hmm. in general is stressful. And the fact that like, no, Elizabeth Moss is a Scientologist was stressing me out. It because it, she seemed so like cool. i like, she but married Fred Armisen for like one year only. know yeah, The whole thing. Anyway. Then, yeah. So like the greatest impersonation that he's ever done is impersonating a normal person. And we're like, whoa, what do you mean by that? he's the real invisible man am i right yeah he is and then at, right after that he started dating um that other the super young snl cast star uh the daughter of cabin boy guy of who captain kerr no cabin boy the who's oh, the chris actor elliott in- yeah chris elliott's daughter Fred armison started dating her right after he who's left who's chris elliott's daughter Abby Elliott. She was on SNL for a couple of years. Oh my god, you know what? I used to people used to say that um she was my celebrity doppelganger. Yeah. Is she that true? A, I don't I mean she has red hair. I don't know. She's like she she's cute. She just um she did a really good Angelina Jolie impersonation so that's kind of like what they made her do all the time. Oh my god, how very interesting. Anyway, I don't know how we even got here. Let's swerve back to the middle of our topic today (laughs) okay do you want to go first or I'm going to go first I'm going to go first okay first I want everyone to know that Zara tried to force us to do chef's clothing as a topic this week well I I thought it was uh, funny (laughs) I wanted to talk about big tall chef's hats and why we wear them and then and then what would I talk about there is no other chef's clothing apron (laughs) I guess (laughs) yeah yeah so everyone would have been riveted by my apron coverage (laughs) So all I right, forced her on. to do foods indigenous to our homes. Um, and so that is why I'm going to do the most famous food indigenous to Indiana. Swordfish. Just kidding. That's a um, uh, no, I, I switched my topic. I have a surprise for you. What? Swordfish is mad boring. It has a long nose. Well, it looks like a sword. That's basically all you need to know. Interesting. So my so I decided to do the pawpaw, which is a fruit that probably you don't know about. But this was recommended by one of my co-workers slash friends. Lauren, if you're listening, if you finally decided to listen to the podcast, thank you. Thanks, Lauren. I want to quickly interject before you start and say that Bretton, when he was co-hosting the show, wanted to do the topic of pawpaw all the time. And really? Yes. He was so interested in pawpaw. <laughs> I thought maybe he had a pawpaw paw paw addiction or problem or something. Well, I would tell you that if you guys had actually done it, you wouldn't be able to find a lot. So I That's only secret. have 30 seconds of content here. but. Perfect. Um, so pawpaw is a tropical fruit, but it's native to the United States. Um, it's been around basically forever. The first documentation we have it is when those fucking dick Europeans came over here and started documenting everything. And they're like, <laughs> look at these. Um, but they were cultivated by indigenous people here in the US. Um, they are found, they're pretty much I thought they were just here in Indiana, but that's not true. So they're and that would be weird, I guess, because we have the similar climate to all of the East Coast. So right. they're found pretty much in all the eastern states, as far south as Florida, as far west as Indiana and Missouri, and us. as far north as Ontario, Canada. Wow. Um, Thomas Jefferson <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. is a great dog name. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Good
2: one. I, I mean, not really, though, because he sucks. But um, so Thomas Jefferson, this was his favorite fruit. So he planted a grove at Monticello, which I have to assume is where he lived. But mm-hmm. I didn't look that up. It was. Um, there's also a Monticello, Indiana. Coincidence? I think not. Definitely. Um, George Washington also loved to eat them for dessert. Lewis and Clark, <laughs> my favorite explorers, Lewis and Clark, um, probably also sucked and probably were not very nice to Sacagawea or whatever. Um, but they were huge fans of it and they use it a lot on their journeys and they call it the custard apple. Mm, ew. What is it? Can, I don't know if this is in your reporting, but what does it like taste like and look yes. like? So it looks similar to like a mango, but it's more green mm-hmm. um, and it grows on a tree. And then when you slice it in half, there's a bunch of seeds. It looks similar probably to like a um, papaya on the inside or a shem or a shemoya, you know, that mm. other fruit. Yes. Um, and it's custardy. It tastes like a banana. Um, wow. So what's interesting is that that sort of is why it's called banana in many different vernaculars. So it has many nicknames, including the false banana, the Indiana banana, the Hoosier banana, the poor man's banana, the hillbilly mango, the Quaker delight, the prairie banana, the frost banana, the Michigan banana, <laughs> and the hipster banana, which is a new iteration because people are now super into it if they're hipsters and they want to eat like super local fruit. So the um, the thing about it is that you can't find it in the store. So like it, it's a tropical fruit and it's mostly found in the wild. There are like a couple of orchards that grow them present day but like it's very difficult to find um so you kind of just have to like know where they're growing and go get them they also go bad really quickly so you can't like ship them around so that's kind of why it's never become a fruit that like we have in the grocery store and that we all know about like i didn't even right. know about this fruit um until my friend recommended it have you tried it? um i never have no um but so it's the taste is described as a cross between a mango and a banana a vanilla custard texture um so it's soft in the middle that sounds delicious yeah i think it's really good it seems like and the name Um, is adorable paw paw how cute it's very cute um there's so basically because you can't find them in stores food scientists have been trying to sort of breed like sturdier ones so that you can actually ship them around put them in a grocery store but i think it's kind of cool that they don't go to the grocery store agree um And there's also this article in vice magazine about this guy that gets like exotic foods and gives them to all the chefs in New York city. And one of the things that he gives them is pawpaw. Mm -hmm. And so he's like, basically there's a dude, my pawpaw dude like has an orchard of his own, but he won't tell me where it is. Cause it's like this exclusive like thing that nobody wants to give up the information about. Um, (laughs) But the other part of that vice article It's interesting because apparently if you eat the seeds of the pawpaw or if you eat unripe pawpaw, it's going to fuck with you digestively. Um, oh, pawpaw diarrhea. The seeds and the unripe pawpaw can give you something called itchy asshole syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> that's, is that the is that the scientific name? That's the last? Yes. Yeah, that's what they that's what they have right there. Itchy on pawpaw asshole? <laughs> no, itchy asshole syndrome. Oh, itchy asshole syndrome. Got it. <laughs> I-A-S. Uh, <laughs> I-A-S-S. I-A. <laughs> um, so this guy was telling the story about how a chef in NYC was obsessed with pickling unripe pawpaw. And he was like, I tried to warn him about it, but I'm pretty sure all of his guests have been shitting themselves after eating this pickled unripe pawpaw that's been on his menu for two weeks. So, Oh my God. Do we know what restaurant it was? No, I didn't look it up, but I'm like, let's go out and find out who it is. Cause it's pawpaw season right now. So it's, well, no, but the article is five years old. So who knows? That's so interesting. You just see everyone kind of like squirming around in their chairs. You're like, you get an yes. alright pawpaw? <laughs> you ate some pawpaw seeds today. <laughs> um, so yeah, they are trying to breed them. They're becoming more popular at farmers markets and whatnot. Um, so they are kind of like becoming like a hipster banana thing. People, hipsters go there and pay lots of money to take them home and I guess eat them with a spoon. Um, eat it with a spoon. Well, you have to eat it with a spoon because it's so okay. squishy. It. Um, the 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 nutrients in it are pretty high. It has lots of antioxidants, and it's the same as a cranberry in terms of antioxidants. Oh wow! It's only about eighty calories for one pawpaw, and it also contains lots of iron, manganese, potassium, vitamin C—lots of great stuff. Um, How big is a pawpaw? Is it like a paw? Side? It's like the size of a mango, I would say. Oh, wow. That is large. I was yeah. thinking tiny. I thought no, it's an no, apricot. Big. No, it's big. Giant um, pawpaw. Yeah. And then most of their... So basically what happened was Native Americans were cultivating it, eating them, living their dreams. And then we came here, the whites. And basically destroyed all of their because it's their trees like and their the way that they were growing them was kind of just like letting them just sort of grow and then they were planting more trees but it wasn't like farming right but what we did is we came in and we destroyed all of that with actual farming and then we killed all the native peoples too so then like basically they sort of almost died out essentially and people forgot about them but a lot of them just kept Growing so like there's parts of like this guy was telling this story about just like kayaking around in dc and there's like this whole grove area where you can just go grab pawpaws and eat them in your kayak that is so cool i know i love Um, that but as you can imagine this is why the hipsters are very into it now um but so restaurants nowadays are doing things like making pawpaw pie which is like a meringue pie sort of like a banana cream pie they make gelato Mm -hmm. people are making beer with it um wow, Athens, awesome. Athens County Ohio has the longest running and the largest pawpaw paw festival they call themselves the pawpaw paw capital of the world but oh my goodness everyone just swarming around itching their assholes <laughs> in all of that part mm-hmm. of Ohio <laughs> yeah um yeah and so it's a rare food the hipsters are into it and you can get an itchy asshole but it is a really cool like native American fruit that I didn't even know about, I and mean, nobody still even knows about it because it's, you know, like I said, you can't buy it in the stores. And I kind of don't want them to like cultivate it so it's hardier to be able to move around in grocery stores because I think like it would lose its like the characteristic of it is that it's like, very soft. So like as soon as you take it off of the tree, and it, well, you know that it's right because it falls off the tree. Okay, and then it turns black like the next day. So you have to pretty much just eat them right away. That's really cool and like special that like you have to eat yeah. a fresh pawpaw. I know! So I had not had one, but I hope to have one someday, and I think it's cool that it's native to America, not Indiana, but I do like that one of the nicknames is the Indiana banana, so that's cool. It's It rhymes, that's for sure. Mm-hmm, it sure does. That's um, cute. Yeah, so that's my little story about the pawpaw. Please call into the show uh, if you've had a pawpaw or an itchy asshole or mm-hmm. both. Or both, yeah. If you're going to get an itchy asshole, I feel like you might as well get it from eating a delicious pawpaw. Yeah, you don't want to get it from Olestra. Yeah, no, it's not worth getting it from Olestra or, like, I don't know, yeast or anything else. <laughs> <Gross>. <laughs> yeast. That's a dog name if I've ever heard one. Yeast mm-hmm. the dog. Now, Pawpaw is a cute dog name. That's adorable. It's a little on the nose, um, <laughs> but it's cute. All right, cool. Well, let's take a quick break, and we'll come back with my indigenous food um, to my hometown of long island or home area okay bye we'll be right
1: back this episode is brought to you by wisconsin cheese there's a reason when you think of wisconsin you think cheese cheese is a huge part of wisconsin's history and future in wisconsin the state of cheese the tradition of cheesemaking excellence began 180 years ago before Wisconsin was recognized as a state. Immigrants traveled to settle in this lush, green hills of Wisconsin, bringing their cheesemaking traditions with them. These storied skills combined with the freshest milk available created a cheesemaking culture that is uniquely Wisconsin. Wisconsin's 1,200 cheesemakers, many of whom are third and fourth generation, continue to pass on old-world traditions while adopting modern innovations in cheese making craftsmanship. Find your next favorite cheese at wisconsincheese.com.
2: And guess what, folks? It happened. You thought it wouldn't, but you were wrong. We're back. Nicole, hello. Hello. I can't wait to hear about your home area. <clears throat> My home area as everybody knows who listens to this show is Long Island, New York. What is it? It's an Island that is actually attached to Brooklyn and Queens also. So all you hipster Not banana island. eaters were, we're in Long Island right now. Stop making fun of it. <laughs> um, okay. So I was going to, like Nicole mentioned, I was going to do swordfish, which is my favorite fish mm-hmm. and is, you know, popular. They actually have Pacific swordfish too, but, um it's like a real like if you were gonna say like what fish is typically from long island you'd say like swordfish maybe we also have tuna and like fluke and flounder and stuff but sword's kind of biggest one boring nothing there swordfish they roam alone through the sea that's really all about they don't they're like sharks yeah they're lone they're loners they're lone fish wolves um i also considered corn I considered half and half, not the cream, but the like Arnold Palmer, basically, which is extremely popular. Oh, that would be fun—an indigenous food to your area. An indigenous <laughs> food. I considered grandma pizza, which was created in Long Island. What's grandma pizza? It's it's like a Sicilian, but thinner, and it has like oh, cheese yeah. on the bottom, sauce on the top. Delicious. Yeah. I just I I thought about bad wine, which we also have <laughs> Jellies, <laughs> diners, Gunther's tap room, but alas. I decided on something a little bit more fringe and a little bit more spooky. Spooky? Don't season push. Spooky season, Nicole, is just around the corner. And in preparation for <laughs> it, I'm going to be talking about something haunted.
1: <laughs> spooky season.
2: Spooky season is almost here. Uh, there are already candy corn at the CVS, so I felt yeah, like it was appropriate. it's true. CVS doesn't get a fuck. They do not care. They have those fucking candy corns up in like June. They probably um, had them out in December. Yeah, I, that's true. They never go bad or do they? Nobody knows. So there are many creepy, creepy, haunted, and spooky things from Long Island, such as everyone's favorite murder house, the Amityville Horror House, the Long Isn't Island that serial killer. killer? I huh? thought the Amityville is in New Jersey. No, no, no. River. Mm-mm, no, it is in Amityville, Long Island. Uh, sure. The house where they film the movies in Tom's River. Right. The Long Island Serial Killer, uh, Haunted Lake Ronkonkoma, the Kings Park Mental Asylum, which is very creepy and spooky and haunted. And of course, the Montauk Project and Camp Hero and the spookiest thing from Long Island, Joey Batapucco. <laughs> <laughs> is that what we're going to talk about? No, no, I wish. I, yeah. tried, I looked up everything and I was like, nothing was quite funny enough until I decided to talk about the haunted restaurants of Long Island. <laughs> Okay. All right. <laughs> Sorry. No, this is a bit of a stretch. That's spooky. <laughs> it's spooky. And it is specific to Long Island. Now, I don't know if you knew this, Nicole, but but Long Island has a like huge concentration of not only haunted restaurants, but a lot of other haunted things and haunted <laughs> bars. Like haunted hayrides. <laughs> yes. Haunted areas, haunted people, haunted personal homes, Remember when we went on a Haunted Hayride? That was oh my very God. fun. They still email me all the time. They do? Are they doing it again this year? Yeah, they are. Huh, interesting. I they wonder... did it. Well, last year they still did it too, but you just had to drive your car through. Which oh, yeah. I thought was a kind of a good way for them to still, like, stay in business. Yeah, yeah, totally. That is a fun thing. What was that called? The Headless Horseman Haunted yes. Hayride? Yes. yes, 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 yes. In Kingston? That was so fun. On our romantic weekend away hmm okay so i got my information today from the huntington patch hauntedrooms.com <laughs> and the long island press okay um so i'm gonna start with i'm just gonna like go down a list of different haunted places in long island so first we have katie's bar in smithtown which is like on every list apparently this place is definitely haunted It's said to be haunted by a former bootlegger, Charlie Klein. Oh, no, not him. I know. Cousin of Kevin Klein. Yeah, totally. And Calvin Klein. The black sheep of the family. And (laughs) Calvin Klein. (laughs) (laughs) And Kevin Klein. Um, He's approximately 115 years old, and he's missing a few limbs. And apparently he knocks glasses off behind the bar. Um, Some of the most common claims include seeing Charlie's apparition um yeah glasses falling off shell shells by unseen hands doors swinging open and closed unexplained noises and more more and more hmm there's apparently other ghosts that haunt charlie's uh katie's bar but charlie is the most friendly of the resident spooks i don't like no that's okay to say but i guess (laughs) (laughs) like they're in the cia exactly (laughs) They're dead CIA
0: agents.
2: (laughs) Um, But there are said to be several different spirits hanging around. Um, In 1909, a hotel that once stood in the same spot burned to the ground, killing one person who got trapped in the basement. No. So that's another uh, spook, another dead CIA agent. (laughs) Thank God. Um, There's also claims that one spirit uh, is a 16th century murderer. Rude. Yeah. And as for Charlie, they think that he was a bootlegger and bartender in the night in the prohibitioner, and that he took his own life. He was a mixologist. Yes, he was a handlebar mixologist who like couldn't a commit to a relationship. A spooky mixologist. A spooky <laughs> mixologist with attachment issues. He's like, Have you ever had a last word, Ben? <laughs> <laughs> have you ever heard of an aviation? Yes, Charlie. We yeah. have. Moving along, up. buddy. Charlie, shut up so stop talking about blood on the sand (laughs) (laughs) yes i've had a rod bro you fucking pretentious (laughs) asshole (laughs) um okay the next one is actually haunted in more ways than one for me because it's where my dad had his second wedding to my evil stepmother and it is called it used to be called the old whaler but then it changed its name to the harbor mist and that is where one of the most traumatic days of my life occurred and many other people's because it's haunted did you get haunted I think I became haunted there. Um, that's where, yeah, that's where I think I became infected with haunting. That's where you got,
1: like, your haunted look.
2: Yes, my spooky, evil, haunted look. This is where I got my haunted laugh from. That's good. That was pretty good. Thank you. So um, it was used as a brothel back in the whaling days, which can you think of anything more fun, like a time you'd want to transport yourself to, than a brothel in a harbor town in the whaling days? I don't know. I feel like there would be a lot of syphilis and like blubber everywhere. Lots of blubber. But just to be a fly on the wall, to so to see what that was actually like, it just sounds so like boisterous and also probably very problematic in more ways than once. Yeah, the women probably weren't treated like super great. But probably not. Probably not. Maybe blubber was super moisturizing for their skin. Ooh, like, blubber. Ooh. I love blub I love the word blubber. hmm That's yep. a good dog name too for a fat dog. <laughs> yeah. Fat Joe Biden blubberwitz. Um, okay. There was a woman who worked there for extra money. Her husband, a whaler, was away at sea. And one night, unexpectedly, he came back from a whaling mission. Oh, no. To find his wife working in the brothel. He Is brothel, like, the preferred nomenclature? I I don't know if, we're, if that's uh,
1: okay.
2: Probably, since we're talking about the 1800s. Okay. But it was sex work. And sex work is work. Sex work is most definitely work um he killed her and the man she was oh, with crap people say that those are the two spirits that haunt the restaurant later on in the 1960s a woman died in the ladies room there <gasps> no explanation as to why and she also haunts the restaurant she's yeah she's the third ghost so she's hanging out with these other two freaky deekies and she's like well, I'm I hope from that the they 60s. have I know they have nothing in common they have nothing she, in common I hope she taught them about like good music and stuff <laughs> Um, The next one is the country house restaurant in Stony Brook, um, haunted by the ghost of Annette Williamson, who was murdered there when it was her family's home. Strange and unexplained occurrences are constantly happening there. (laughs) Um, When this one person was there, they noticed that um, there was flashes noticeable enough to make them turn around and ask who's taking flash photographs. First of all, who speaks like that? Who's taking flash photographs? (laughs) Who in this room is taking a flash photograph? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Apparently it happens a lot. And like a lot of patrons have seen her. One patron even painted a likeness of what he had seen. And the portrait now hangs in the restaurant. Um, Bob. What what was it? (laughs) I guess. (laughs) I like to think it was just a ghost in a sheet. Okay. That's great. I love that. Bob Wilmanstein, not to be confused with Ann Williamson, the owner okay. of the restaurant said that there has been a sound of footsteps and things dropping from the ceiling. They've gone things have gone missing. That's probably because people steal cups and stuff from your restaurant, sir. Yeah, totally. People have heard music playing again. Yeah, it's a restaurant. And when he first bought the restaurant, candles would inexplicably go out and then relight themselves, which is very spooky. That is definitely spooky. If that happened to me, I'd actually just be, like, so scared I wouldn't know what to do with myself. What would you even do? I would pee in my pants. Yeah, I would pee, too, and maybe even poop. Um, (laughs) The next is Dex American Restaurant in Rocky Point. Located in the historic Halleck House, the oldest commercial building in Rocky Point, which dates back to the 1700s, there's been a lot of poltergeist activities. (sighs) No, poltergeist. Poltergeist. Blood vomiting. No, I'm just kidding. I, I love Poltergeist. By the way. movie Poltergeist is absolutely amazing. In go into the light, Carolyn. Go towards it. Wasn't there like a lot of terrible things that happened on the set of Poltergeist? Oh yeah, it's crazy. Like the Carolyn herself died. Right. Um, another person died. Lots of deaths surrounds that movie. We should like do find a way to do that for. I feel like we've talked about. Poltergeist. We did do. It, I think yeah, yeah. we definitely did it. Um, table settings were messed up in empty rooms, objects flying off the shelves, other disappearings. Um, I, don't know. Oh, that I know Like, like I guess uh, a bunch of truffles probably disappeared from the walk-in and someone was like, it must be the ghost. Great. No, sorry, boss. The ghost definitely was in there last night for sure. All our toilet paper keeps going missing and it's definitely the ghost. Odd noises, um, enough to have kept several of the wait staff over the years on their toes. Uh, the rumor up to why it's haunted is that a brother and sister lived together for a while in the house and that the brother caught his sister in a feverish embrace with her lover. Chasing oh her into the attic, he chopped her to bits with a hatchet. Oh, no. The basement was reputed to have uh, been a brothel as well. Perhaps the poltergeist was once a patron of the lady's basement, as one of the waitresses even goose- was even goosed by an invisible hand as she bent over to pull a bottle from a cooler. That's the owner of the restaurant hiding somewhere, just so you know that it's not a ghost. Wait, it was the owner? No, it wasn't. I'm just saying, you know, (laughs) it could have, it was probably a ghost. Okay. Next up, Oyster Bay. uh, That's where I went to elementary school. Raymond Hall in Oyster Bay gets its name from Raymond Hall in Northwark, England, a building which which was also famous for being haunted by the Brown Lady, which I guess was a famous haunted ghost in England. Never heard did of her. She, did she like brown derbies? Yeah, she liked, she was in the movie The Brown Bunny with Vincent Gallo. Oh, okay. She was actually dressed, that's where J. Lo got her outfit from the Met Gala from. <laughs> <laughs> it was very brown. That's where sure. she So brown. Um, built in the middle of the 18th century, Raymond Hall served as home to the Townsend family, but was confiscated during the Revolutionary War and as the headquarters of the Queen's Rangers, who were led by Colonel John Graves Simcoe he fell in love with Sally Townsend. It's just how she came, it's just how she overheard him discussing a plot involving none other than Benedict Arnold with the British major, John Andre. You're kidding me. No, I swear to God. And then I'm talking about (laughs) Benedict Arnold, not Benedict Cumberbatch, your favorite actor. My favorite actor, yes. Sally told her brother of the plot. As a result, Andre was hanged for treason, and now his spirit remains tied to Raymond Hall as... As does the spirit of Simcoe and Sally Townsend, and and making it one of the most places haunted places in all of Long Island. Huh. Okay. That one was a little boring, but I wanted to throw it in. This. Yeah, I know it's good. She's a narc, though. She's She's a fucking narc, so that's why she didn't get to go to heaven, um, (laughs) which is a real place. Uh, (laughs) This is this one is really good. Um, So this is called the Reed Ice Cream Grounds, which I've never heard of, but it's in Blue Point, which is unfortunately also where that. Um, young gal who just was found murdered is from from blue point Um, or whatever right yeah so the ghost story linked to the reed ice cream grounds in blue point is an incredibly tragic one it concerns a young woman who was found murdered there in 1966 the 20 year old go-go dancer and part-time bank teller was found in a sump at reed ice cream grounds with her hands and feet bound and throat cut no witnesses have said that the girls' the spirits still linger there where the bodies were found. It's common to hear reports. Wait, there's of, more than one body? Yeah, there is the woman who is, uh yeah, a young, Oh no, 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 no! That was the the woman's body, not the woman. Okay. Um, it's common to hear reports of a young woman walking around the grounds of an abandoned ice cream factory and warehouse. Oh my god, that's very scary. That's very scary. There are also reports of people hearing screaming, crying in the area. This woman was not the only death in the area. Apparently, a little boy also died in nineteen in the nineteen seventies when he broke into an old factory to play, and ended up falling to his death while climbing up the old machinery. Oh my god! Don't break into an old factory to play. I know it's really bad. That's like the beginning of there's some horror movie that begins like that where they're like breaking where they break into an old factory. What is that movie? I think it's April Fool's. No, it's like then they're at a dance. It's not Carrie. It's like another movie with like high school. No, it's kids. a it's a 70s. Yeah, it's like April Fool's or Prom Night. One of the prom two night. it's Prom Night. Yep. It's That's Carrie movie. Prom Night. That's good. Okay. Next up we have the Normandy Inn in Smithtown. Uh on Smithtown Avenue in Bohemia. Um, It was originally built as a residence for a Czech-born baron in the 1920s, according to the Long Island Business News, my favorite (laughs) news source. The most important business news. The only business news you can trust when you want to learn about haunted spooky ghosts. Um, It became a a speakeasy in the 20s and the Hotel Chateau La Boheme before its last incarnation as a restaurant. The Gothic-style structure is on the corner of Smithtown and Lakeland, and it's been boarded up since the early aughts when uh, Band-Aid skirts were popular. Um, The Normandy Inn is rumored to be haunted by a woman named Maria, who was allegedly strangled to death in the upstairs back bedroom and heard walking around the hallways, knocking on visitors' doors when it was still a hotel. There have also been reports of cold spots and other apparitions, um, and the previous owner said that the long, silent rooms. And service bells would begin ringing without explanation and once footprints appeared on a just shampooed rug in a locked bedroom whoa that's creepy I know it's really scary so those are the like haunted restaurants but then since we have time I wanted to mention one other extremely haunted place that's not a restaurant in Long Island and it's like right where it's in Huntington where my parents live but it's like a little bit further away it's kind of like where my mom grew up and i mm-hmm. wish i have to like ask her i'll follow up next week and see if she knows anything about it i was like actually just going to say i'll ask my dad too but he's a ghost so i'm sure he would probably know more about it at this point totally it's called mount misery oh no right so mount misery and there's mount misery road mount misery road is a short road located within the west hills country park in the town is of it really Huntington. a mountain It's the highest part of Long Island. Yeah. Okay, fine. Yeah. Uh, On the north shore of Long Island in northwestern South County, New York, in the USA, the road has developed a reputation for being a source of strange experiences and hauntings, and it's one of the top haunted roads in the world. (laughs) Cool. Isn't that crazy? Right? We should drive there next time you come home. Okay, I'll go down that road. Okay, great. The road inspired hundreds of years of terror filled tales together with the Sweet Hollow Road, which is, like, another road right by there. Um, so, the, like, the stories began with, like, native peoples um, who considered the area cursed and completely off-limits. They spoke of strange lights which appeared on it, livestock disappearing on its slopes, and mysterious creatures spotted in the woods. Mysterious the- creatures, like Chupacabras. Yes. I, I thought a person said serious creatures. <laughs> some really serious creatures very book bookworms just reading yes, yes. don't laugh at all um it's a long narrow winding road it's dangerous and there are a number of chilling urban legends what okay so in the 1700s there was like a hospital some say it was like a mental hospital or a psychiatric hospital some say that it was um just like a not a solarium what, what is the word that i'm thinking of a sanitarium sanitarium yeah um but, where you go buy your sanitary napkins yes exactly a place to buy sanitary napkins and that is why it was burnt <laughs> so it burned down and then they rebuilt it and it burned down again what i know like five years later and so they say that like you can smell burning when you go there at night and hear like screams which is very scary to think about. i don't like that no sir i don't have like the screaming the burning I smell i can do take leave. screams and burning um so there's a grave that you see like up on the hill, like just one solo grave, and all it says is Mary on it. And it said to be like a woman who got murdered. Creepy. I know it's super creepy. Um another <laughs> and it doesn't have a date or anything like that. No, Mary, you bitch. I know. Fucking Mary, man. Another one why you have to make a will so that people don't just bury you in an unmarked, weirdly marked grave. A weirdly marked grave, not even a last name. I mean, come on. Another one was killed changing attire on the northern state, which like runs right under there where the where the mount misery is and is said to haunt the underpass and if you like flick your lights on like on and off three times apparently you can see her nope i know and in 19 19- what is it with ghosts though and number three like what's i joke? know like c-a-n-d-y-m-a-n which i cannot say because i'm scared <laughs> that it's actually true <laughs> okay fine in the 1970s he can't spell so it's fine if you spell it uh in the 1970s a group of teenagers hung themselves underneath these same underpass on the northern state and, oh no like the lost boys exactly and it said all, if you kind of like stand under there and like you know beep your horn or fucking whatever the hell you'll still like you can see flashes of them hanging no that's not true and i don't like it either it's way so scary. <laughs> other ghosts uh, supposedly hang around on mount esri and speed hollow road too This one's fucked up and also ACAB. A police officer may pull (laughs) you over and begin asking you a question. Pay close attention if he turns around, though. He may be missing the back of his skull. No! The victim of a shotgun blast that ended his life some time ago. So there's a fucking ghost cop. So the cop is still fucking pulling people over even though he's dead? It's like, chill, take a chill pill, man bro like can you just relax and not be a cop or like now you're dead, now you're like, dead. You're just, just fuck you don't me have me a now. quota anymore bro exactly he can't he can't stop and he won't stop when it rains you may see a man walking along the side of the road if you stop to pick him up he may disappear a classic classic a classic vanishing hitchhiker i was i've never heard of that before i didn't know it was classic well um, it's better than the murdering hitchhiker i guess totally sometimes though you might see a different man strolling down the road an unsavory looking figure swinging a <laughs> basket in his hand if you look in the basket you'll find a collection of heads minus their bodies supposedly sliced off the shoulders of people who have disappeared in the area how do I look in the basket? Am I supposed to like talk to this bro like with a bunch of heads in his basket? You're like, what do you got there in the basket? Oh, heads! How interesting. Where did you get those Also, what kind of basket is even big enough for multiple for heads? Somebody, that's exactly what I thought. Like, maybe a fucking laundry basket. But if you see a guy walking with a basket big enough to hold a bunch of heads, like, I don't think he would stop. Like, that's it's too strange. No, you wouldn't stop. And also, you'd be like, wow, I'm impressed that he's balancing that basket. But like he's doing fine. And he's I'm not fine. He pop. doesn't need my help. What are you got in there, buddy? Pawpaws? <laughs> no <laughs> heads? Okay. I'm, I'm going. Oh, I wish I hadn't stopped now. Crap. Why are you going to murder me also? <laughs> uh, anyway, so that's like my story about, I know it was kind of a stretch, but it was like the most fun thing I could think of about. Cause like everything else is just so matter of fact. Oh, I was also thinking of doing Entenmann's like the history of entomans because oh of, yeah like, something that comes from Long, Long Island but it's like also not that interesting they're like no scandals no scandals there was like a scandal with like lobster is obviously also <laughs> a thing from Long Island there's like a scandal with like this these people who like got arrested for like you know overfishing or something and I was like none of this
1: cool. is cool
2: <laughs> shady people from Long Island how how controversial Snooze. Snooze fest. So, yeah, that's my story about uh, haunted restaurants. We should go check some of them out. I've never been to any of those places except for when my dad got married. So fun. Yeah. Oh, my God. Imagine if he's now haunting that place also. How would he have gotten there, though? How do you guys travel around and choose where they're supposed to? Because, like, a lot of these people seem to be where they're dead at. Like, they don't, like, travel to other places to then haunt them there. Well, you're supposed to, like, if somebody dies somewhere in, like, a house or something, you're supposed to, like, open the window to like let their spirit go out so i i think like as it goes and i'm very much on the fence with ghosts like i i've had some very unexplainable experiences myself but also like i'm just the kind of person in general about things that like are unprovable like i want to believe that there's ton- that there's stuff that's unexplainable and that i don't know but i'm also like i just don't believe one way or another yeah the truth is out there though it, it is, is. Mm, exactly you know what exile is a good rewatch huh Oh, yeah. I just started rewatching I can't fucking remember, but I'll tell you guys next week. Something old, and I was like, oh my god, this is so good. Um, You want to know what I like? I guess we should just talk about television shows, because we don't really have like a top three. Um, I recently started rewatching The Best Thing Ever, just watching old Bob Ross episodes. Oh, yeah. And you know what I was doing during COVID, was watching old um, the, The The Guess My Profession game, or whatever. What's my line? Oh, whose line is it anyway? No, What's My Line is like, what's their line of work? Oh, it's like from the 60s. Uh, It was on for years, but it's super fun. It's on YouTube. Oh my God, that's amazing. I I also started watching Lonesome Dub, which is like, a miniseries that was on television in 1989 that nobody seems to remember except for me. You mentioned t- this a couple episodes ago. How is it? Yeah, it's it's pretty boring, but I'm going to stick with it. Um, a young <laughs> Diane Lane is in it, and she's so beautiful. Oh, yeah. Well, Diane Lane is amazing. You know, today I was listening to David Chase on WTF, and I kind mm-hmm. of thought I was going to be, like, annoyed by it because I've heard that David Chase is just, like, a notorious jerk. Who but is David Chase? He's the creator of The Sopranos. Oh, okay. Okay um but it was like a very interesting episode like I really like it was a great interview it was wonderful and he was talking about how one of his first writing jobs was writing on the Rockford files oh yeah do you remember that that show Mm -hmm. we watched it with my mom yeah I've never seen it but like I've definitely it's in the zeitgeist so I've like heard of it and I was like I should watch this is it worth watching I would think so. I enjoyed it as a child. Man, um, why can't I remember what classic TV show I just started watching? Cheers. cheers. No. Dinosaurs. Oh, don't read. Don't do the list. Do you remember that show, uh, Dinosaurs? It was like a song that was like yeah. for adults with dinosaurs. I know the song that the baby would sing by heart. <laughs> you do? What is it? Sing it. I can't sing on the podcast. It's a rule. Just talk, sing it. No. Okay, fine. Um, but I also, do you remember when I sent you that like oral history of the greatest episode of Sopranos of all time, the Pines episode? Yes. The Pine Barrens. Pine Barrens. Yeah. That, did you read that? It's so cool to read that. No, you I should know. read it. I don't think I ever did. That is a great episode, but I also, are you, did, did you watch the Sopranos all the way through? Uh, I didn't finish the last season, but I got it's almost so out of it. so fucking good. The episode that I think is the most amazing is called White Caps. And it's, like, when T- Carmella, like, finally snaps about Tony cheating, cheating. And, like, they have the... It's, like, the best acting I've seen any time in my life ever. You told me about this, but they get, they, they're they fighting, right? Yes. But, like, I'm, like, I don't understand how people acting get to that level of, like, intense emotion. Like, it's incredible. Yeah. It's so wild. Like, Edie Falco and fucking... Everyone in that show, like, The Sopranos is one of of those shows that was just, like, oh, yeah, The Sopranos. And I think, like, generally, like, thinking about mafia things, like, it's, like, cast off as being, like, whatever. But, man, that fucking show is so funny and so smart. And, like, it's just so – the acting is so good. Like, I don't think anything for me is ever compared to being as good as that show on TV. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, it's amazing. I kind of always just want to rewatch that. We know. I love it. And also, they're always eating, like – Delicious Italian American food like mm-hmm. Gabagool and Managot. <laughs> managot. How's your module? Um, okay, but I gotta go. All right, let's Gabagool. Let's Gabagool. That's a good dog name. Gabagool is a great dog name. Thank you. <laughs> gabagool. Gabagool. <laughs> okay, love you okay. guys. Um, love you. Pasta. Bye. Farewell. Life's Banquet is powered by Simplecast.